Wait a minute. You're the guy outside Taco Bell. Yeah. What do you want? I guess you weren't part of the cocktail plan. Greed? Deception? Abuse of power? That's no plan. That's why everybody's down here? You got that right. See, according to Cocteau's plan, I'm the enemy. Because I like to think. I like to read. I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy who likes to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke a Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen the future. You know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. You live up top, you live Cocteau's way. What he wants, when he wants, how he wants. Your other choice? Come down here. Maybe starve to death. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason, and this week Red is hunkered down in his bunker after briefly removing his tinfoil hat and receiving a warning from Harp that the Thetans are coming to steal his Battlestar Galactica dolls. I'm sorry, collectible action figures. So this week we've got Rob. Say hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Good job. And this week, we are discussing the sci-fi action flick that pits Judge Dredd against Blade during his Zack Morris phase. It's 1993's Demolition Man. Now, I know we said that we were going to uh, do the Firefly series starting this week, but uh, Red's out, so uh, we're going to wait for him to return. Rob, you ready for some news? I have some news, yes. Awesome. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. So mine is entirely Guardians of the Galaxy related. Ooh. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, first one. First one. Uh, last week, uh, James Gung. James Gunn. James not Gong. Gung. Yeah. James Gunn. <laughs> um, he officially is doing Suicide Squad 2. So he got himself booted from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because of, you know, uh, butthurt executives. Um, Right. And uh, so he jumped ship and went to D.C. And he had his choice of Superman's dog, Crypto. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Crypto. Who wants to do a movie about a dog that's Superman's dog? I mean, really? Uh, D.C. Well, DC, apparently. Yeah, and now you know why DC movies suck. Yeah, right, right. Uh, his other option was uh, a Superman movie, but uh, but uh, that seems a little eh right now since current Superman is kind of on the fence on doing Superman. Uh, and, or Suicide Squad 2. And so he picked the better of the three. Yeah, I think. so I think James Gunn is probably best suited for a Suicide Squad movie. I think he could bring 
just the right kind of flair. If he brings the same chops to a Suicide Squad movie as he did mm-hmm. to Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it's going to be even better than the first. I mean, right. it would be hard-pressed to be worse than the first. The first one was okay, but it was it was It was a great. little dark. It was a little dark for me. Well, I thought it just I don't even mind the darkness. I didn't like uh, I didn't like the Joker aspect of it. I thought it well, took yeah, away from yeah. the the main point of the movie. There was too much yeah. Joker and I didn't like Leto's Joker to begin with. Yeah. Um but it just it meandered a while. It didn't yes. it, it it didn't stay focused. And nope. um well, they were trying to bring too many things in on the first movie. Yeah. I but think. Let's not review that movie no. on this episode. Oh, come on. Why not? <laughs> anyway, uh, th- and then so my other Guardians of the Galaxy news is, unfortunately, today, February 8th, Rocket Raccoon has passed away. What? Okay, so Oreo, the real-life raccoon that Rocket Raccoon is based off of for the movies, passed away. Oh, that's yeah, sad. so so they had a they had an Oreo. You might have seen. Uh, uh, I think it was for the f- premiere for the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Gun walked around with a raccoon on his shoulders. Um, that was uh, there's some pictures out there with it. Um, that was a raccoon uh, named Oreo, uh, and he they used his face and his likeness and uh, to to model. Rocket Raccoon for the for the movies, um, uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I just found it here. Yeah, the raccoon went to the red carpet with James Gunn for the first movie. Wow. Um, so he uh, he had some sort of complications. Uh, they they aren't saying straight out, um, but he had some sort of complications complications last night uh, and passed away. Uh, they took him to the vet and everything, but he had some sort of illness that they couldn't. You know, probably like kidney failure or bad trash. Uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, and, the wrong and I don't can. know what the life expectancy is for, you know, uh, domesticated 10. raccoons. Right. So he was 10 years old. So it wasn't like he was a youngin. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I think are, that's probably pretty old for a raccoon, especially a raccoon in the wild. But he was domesticated, so he probably had a longer life expectancy. Possibly. Yeah. But those were uh, those are my two things. Well, good. So my news item is actually kind of Super Bowl related. Did you watch the Super Bowl this year? Uh, let's see the Super Bowl. Oh, you talking about that uh, game they did uh, that looked like a preseason game? <laughs> yeah, the the very low scoring uh, football game that is supposedly the biggest game of the year. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's they, it's the one the New England Patriots won. Yeah, I th- I honestly think they could have brought in you know second string or third string, and s- it still would have been a better game. <laughs> well, I didn't watch it at all because I could give uh, n- two shits I. about either team in it. No, I I didn't. I saw I I checked in on the scores, uh, you know, and uh, I had totally forgotten. And then I was like, "Oh, I need to check." So third quarter, it's three zip. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So I was so like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I tuned in briefly at halftime because my wife wanted to watch the halftime show and it was three to nothing. I was like, wow, this yeah. has to be the most boring Super Bowl ever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. during the Super Bowl, it appears, there was a commercial 
And it appears that Jordan Peele is going to be bringing back the Twilight Zone. So I watched Ooh. video of the commercial, and it it checks all the boxes for the vibes that you would get watching a Twilight Zone episode. Um, it's properly kind of creepy. Jordan Peele does a great kind of uh, low affectation, uh, very reminiscent of Rod Serling. Uh it looks really good. And if it weren't on CBS All Access, I would be super stoked to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Good good way to generate buzz and then kill it. Yeah. Yeah, by putting it on your stupid pay pay walled all access platform. Yeah. 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 And it's not like and it's not like they even Put it on there and you can binge watch it. It's no, we're still going to release one episode a week. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. even mind that because I'd just wait until all the episodes came out and then I would binge yeah. watch it. But I'm not paying the exorbitant price that CBS is charging for their all access to watch the Twilight Zone. Mm. You could also also watch Star Trek. Again, I'm not paying the exorbitant price that CBS charges for their all access to watch the Twilight Zone. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair well, enough. Uh, that's all the news that I have this week. Are you ready to go crawling? Well, uh, I did have one thing that I just remembered. Uh-oh. Uh, it, um, the Expanse, all three seasons are now on Amazon Prime. Nice. And the fourth season, they haven't they haven't said when it's coming. That's not um, good. I, I think I need the fourth well, season. Well, no, I now. mean, yeah, they uh, they just wrapped up uh, uh, principal photography, or uh, yeah, I think that's what they call it. Yeah, they just wrapped up principal filming, um, so they should be, you know, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a summer thing. Yeah, or maybe maybe early fall. Maybe early fall. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. The, this one's. This one's going to be, uh, uh, it takes place on a planet. On a planet? Yes. Yeah. So we're in like book four now. So book four or five, something like that. It yeah. takes place on an alien planet. So it'd be, it'll be pretty cool. Still haven't read the books. Too bad. Too bad. All right. Let's crawl. Let's crawl. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl, pod crawl, excellent, insert it deep, pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Los Angeles, a city on fire, a city under fire, a city that will soon have Taco Bell heartburn. John Spartan catches a ride in the largest helicopter he could find to hunt terrorists in an abandoned warehouse with anti-aircraft weapons on the roof that literally can't hit an aircraft hovering directly over them. Spartan is hunting for Simon Phoenix, the love child of Arsenio Hall and Vanilla Ice, who has kidnapped a few dozen people for reasons. Spartan dispatches the minor henchmen in short order and following a few cringeworthy one-liner exchanges between Phoenix and Spartan, Phoenix blows up the building as Spartan takes him into custody. Not realizing the hostages were in the building, probably because his interrogation technique involved throwing Phoenix around and punching him a lot, Phoenix throws shade on Spartan claiming he knew about the hostages, but didn't care. The word of a madman terrorist is all it takes, it seems, to convict a decorated law officer and both Phoenix and Spartan are thrown into the chest freezer to serve their sentences shivering and learning arts and crafts. 36 years later during his parole hearing, Phoenix escapes by using the dumbest password imaginable to unlock himself and commences to murdering all the people of Los Angeles. 
Since future Los Angelinos are now the most vanilla people ever and have never seen anything more violent than a hiccup, the populace is now terrorized and the police are unable to handle the situation. They turn back to the Dathaw button at Deep Freeze Penitentiary and release Spartan to clean up the Phoenix mess. Phoenix, being the dullard he is, immediately seeks firearms, but the only guns left in the future are in a museum. With ammunition. Because what museum wouldn't keep live ammunition with ancient firearms? Spartan, right. thinking like an idiot because he's back up due to the seashell riddle, Austerity. figures out Phoenix's plan and confronts him at the museum where a big firefight ensues. Phoenix gets away, but runs into the man who made his escape possible and also imbued him with Matrix training while a popsicle. Cocteau, after giving Phoenix his marching orders, invites Spartan and his scrappy sidekick Huxley to dine with him at Taco Bell that evening, because in this futuristic hellhole, all restaurants are Taco Bell. In the middle of the meal, Spartan goes chasing after Morlocks and after a much-needed rat burger, meets Edgar Friendly, the reluctant leader of a resistance group who just wants to be able to eat meat and say fuck. Phoenix interrupts this meeting of the minds and with his newly thought-out gang, start to murder death kill all the Morlocks. Friendly and Spartan fend off the assault and Spartan and Huxley commence to destroying an Oldsmobile 442 by chasing Phoenix through the streets of LA. They lose Phoenix, again, and Phoenix takes his gang to Cocteau's crib to throw another log on the fire. Spartan and Huxley follow them, fight some more, killing the rest of the henchmen, and then Spartan brains Huxley so that he can have some alone time with Phoenix at the Deep Freeze prison. The writers took the first 15 minutes of the movie, replaced fire with ice, used the same one-liners but switched some of the words around and then made a breakable statue of Simon Phoenix for Spartan to kick and crush, the Deep Freeze jail blows up and roll swapping spit credits. <laughs> she kisses him deep. Deep. Yeah. So, so this 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 was uh 90s action in all its glory. It was. This was the epitome of a of a 90s action sci-fi movie. Yes. And it was yes. Well, not even just a sci-fi movie, just a 90s action movie in general. Well, yeah, I mean It's, it's just sci-fi cuz it goes to the future. That's lots of big explosions, lots mm. of gunfights. The only thing that was missing were mullets. Uh, and scantily clad women. Oh wait, no! no, no, no I take we, that back. We had that. Uh, yep. Yeah, we did. We did. We had the gratuitous uh, nude scene. Yeah, there was yep. definitely gratuitous boobs that actually right. made no sense in in the context of the entire movie whatsoever. It was Wrong just number. We've Wrong got number. an R rating already because of all the language and violence. We got to have some boobs in here. Well, yeah, you got to make it worth your while. <laughs> so. All right, so let, let's start with the story of this of this movie. What did, what did you think of the story? What were they trying to kind of, you know, what were they getting at with this with this story? Did it have a story? Well, um, uh, well, um, uh. <laughs> Exactly. There's the story. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So I think they, they couldn't quite figure it out. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the theme of this movie is it it tried and failed. So so it it was a good. It was like they they attempted to do a fish out of the water type scenario. You know, let's mm -hmm. throw somebody in the future that doesn't know what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. And so they did that, and then all of a sudden, then they switch over and say, no, this needs to be something. Because politics or 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 freedom of speech or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, they, so wait, they, wait, no, 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 no. Now we need to change it over to something else. Cause, yeah, those two things don't matter. What matter? Love story. Yes, let's do that. 
Yeah, I mean, th- there were several things that it could have touched on. I mean, this could have been a great movie on the social commentary of how prisoners are treated in prison. Yeah. I mean, yep, yep, it could yep. have uh, it could have explored the ramifications of a society that is totally unprepared for the kind of violence that Simon Phoenix brought upon Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. these people had no fucking clue uh, on on how to react to somebody that was just an absolute psychopathic killer. We're police officers. We aren't trained to handle this kind of violence. <laughs> exactly. Um, it could have explored, you know, the uh, the the ramifications of corporate takeovers where uh, monopolies exist in every fucking restaurant in the world, or at least in Los Angeles, is now a Taco Bell. That's a mm. that's an absolute apocalyptic hellhole. Well, I don't know the the size of those uh, those meals. It probably wouldn't give you the the fire shits. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's still Taco Bell. Now, don't get me wrong, and I'm pretty sure we're never going to get a Taco Bell sponsorship well, thanks to not this after show. The, not after this. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy me some Taco Bell, especially late at night after having many, many drinks. And then I don't enjoy it for the week after. But Wow, it takes you that long? Well, yeah. It, Taco Bell it's tears me up, man. You know, you might not like Taco Bell, but I like Pizza Hut. And curiously enough, <laughs> this yes. movie had some Pizza Hut in it. If uh, if you if watch you the watch... international version, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Taco Bell doesn't exist in overseas. So Have you they, seen some uh, of those clips? Yep, 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 yep. They uh, CGI the the Pizza Hut, which was just a white square. Yeah, if you could covering call it CGI. everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was it was done in post. Minimal. <laughs> I th- I think I think Star Wars had better CGI than uh, than this. Yeah, the original and Star Wars from the like original seventy seven rotoscoping <laughs> right. uh, Star Wars. Yes, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I saw some of those clips. It was That's, it was not good. Nope, it was it was, it was but good. no. It, and they they also could have you know uh, explored you know the dichotomy between the haves and the have nots. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you've you've got the the civil society above, and then you've got the the rebel society below, living in the sewers. I mean, they could have mm-hmm. explored that, but instead, they turned the movie into explosion porn. Uh, yes, with the occasional bad word. Yeah, the occasional bad word, which they got yeah. fined for. That that was kind of weird. They you ever notice oh, that oh, during yeah, 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 uh, firefights? Yeah, during firefights, uh, they they stopped finding them. So I guess uh, because the machines didn't know what to do with all those sounds, it was hurting <laughs> its virgin ears. Or it just figured, ah, uh, they're shooting at each other. I guess uh, I guess words, swear words, are going to be okay now. Yes, yes, because uh, yeah, don't tase <laughs> me, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, and. You know, whenever I said that this movie didn't have enough mullets, I was I was mistaken. This movie actually did have mullets. Who had mullets? Well, um, if you notice, so at, at one part in the movie, you get to see Huxley's office, or oh, that's yeah, true, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. in that office, there was a poster, Lethal Weapon, of Lethal Weapon. Yes, that's so right. Mel Gibson's mullet was front and center, and that was and Joe Pesci. Because I think it was Lethal Weapon 4 was up there. Was Lethal Weapon mistaken? 4 hadn't come out yet. Are you sure? I thought yeah. it was, Le- or maybe it was 2 that was posted. Might it have been Lethal Weapon one. 2, but 
was lethal. Oh yeah, that, that's the one where Joe Pesci came in. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it had it had both it had uh, three of the three of them on there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that that would have had to have been Lethal Weapon two. Because I think mm-hmm. this was even before Lethal Weapon three. But there was also another Lethal Weapon tie-in. The captain in 1996 was the captain from the Lethal Weapon series. Ah, interesting. Maybe it was the same uh, writers or director? or No, it wasn't the same director. Um, same writer? I don't think it was maybe, even the same, same writers. Maybe the guy just really liked Lethal Weapon. Maybe. I don't know. What else gave so, you joy, joy feelings about this movie? Oh, man. Not not a whole lot of joy, joy feelings. Just a whole lot of, oh, my God, f- you know, this is, like, off. <laughs> you know. I mean, and you pointed out in the pod crawl, uh, tracers. Tracers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And none of them hit Nothing. a freaking Huey. Yeah. A Huey helicopter. Not even, not even like a, no, like no, no, a fast attack. No, no, it wasn't attack. a Huey. That was a Chinook. Oh, a Chinook. That's right. It was a Chinook. Yeah, so n- not even like a fast attack helicopter or anything like that. No, no, no. Let's get out the Chinook. Let's get out the transport carrier. Yeah. Cargo carrier at that. Those things are used to pick up heavy equipment. Yeah, and he jumped out of the back of one, hovering mm-hmm. directly over two anti-aircraft guns on the top mm-hmm. of the warehouse. Never got hit. That shot all around that helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And then he dives out with a rope. That bungees <laughs> and should have snapped him in half, but no. It didn't bungee Be- shit. It just stopped. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He just yeah, kind of just jumped and, out. And it was funny because I think they threw a like a, a dummy out. Yep. Yeah, I think to so. To stand in for him. And you can see yeah. that dummy just basically fold in half where yeah, it was as tied it around his waist. And then yep. suddenly it was Stallone again and he was all uh-huh. ready to go. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. Uh, totally, st- totally stationary, ready to shoot at people. You know, that walk out there and immediately go down. <laughs> like a child. got some core, man. It's yes, like he Strong does. core. He just, he just <laughs> tightened up right before. He's like, ah, okay, I'm done. You know, that's, uh, that rope's not going to snap my abdomen. Forget it. Yeah. So then you got, uh, then you got, st- uh, you got Snipes, Phoenix, you know, Simon Phoenix, uh, basically monologuing to himself the entire freaking time. Oh, yeah. He was a monologue His, machine. And it it was incoherent stuff. It was like a freaking uh, sound effects track. You know, oh, no. he just, it was ridiculous. And, and, I mean, Simon Phoenix had such potential to be, a, you know, a, a really good villain, but he was... He was barely a one-dimensional character. I mean, it was he was just basically an agent of chaos. He was there mm-hmm. to move mm-hmm. the plot along, blow up and shoot up as much shit as possible. Yep. And he didn't give a damn. Mm-mm. His no. his whole thing was to kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. That was his entire mm-hmm. motivation. It wasn't even a revenge type thing. It was no, just uh, I well, want to kill and destroy. Kill, destroy, deliver one-liners. Yeah. Yep. And kick a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So the other thing I noticed, uh, moving a little further ahead, is that apparently, apparently in this po- post-apocalyptic LA, um, C four is is uh, transported in barrels. Oh, like, you don't you don't transport your C four in barrels? 
No, I transport gasoline in barrels, but my C4 normally is in a crate. Oh. You know, or some, you know, something a little bit more stable. Well, then you, you've been doing it all wrong. Uh, apparently, because I, I don't know <laughs> if he went to like a, uh, like a, like a terrorist anonymous wholesale warehouse or something and pick these up good on the black market, you know, good and cheap. But, uh, you know, as, as he's, as, uh, Spartan's running out with, uh, Phoenix on his back, you know, uh, it pans it and it says C4 and it's barrels. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm, yep. I, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, nope. it's probably what they had on hand and mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what they used. So they, they needed something to, they needed something to justify the giant fireball of an explosion that happened that collapsed the building and yet Spartan was still be able to drag, you know, I'm going to say he was at least 200 pounds. Wesley Snipes uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. At least 200 pounds. He is able to hoist that guy on his back, run past the fire. That's already almost to hit, ready to hit that C4 and make it out of the building without a scratch on him. Well, it's because he did it all in slow motion. Oh, uh, is that how that works? Yeah, that's how that works. You, uh, you do everything in slow motion and you kind of become invincible it, for a little bit. It takes twice as long. Right, yeah. right, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like it. Makes sense. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> passwords. So, so John, well, yeah, we'll get to passwords, but John Spartan's character. Okay, let's hear it. He was just about as one-dimensional as Simon Phoenix's character. So this is a guy who is supposedly the super cop and causes inordinate amounts of destruction to catch bad guys. I mean, he... No, no, no. Fuck you, lady. <laughs> yeah. So there was one point he saved a kid from, uh, from a hostage situation, demolished a $2 million building... And there was a reporter that asked him, you know, do you think it was wise to demolish a $2 million building to save a kid that had a $25,000 ransom from hostages? And I love the kid's response. The kid's response said, fuck you, lady. <laughs> and, of course, John Spartan said, yeah, what he said. Yeah, but really, that, that does ask the question, is his wanton destruction of property worth the cost? I don't know. Apparent, uh, apparently, they thought so, and that's and that's how he got yeah. the name Demolition Man. So yeah, uh, yeah. when they unthaw him because he was the one that captured Phoenix, mm-hmm. knowing, and and this guy seems to always have a camera on him. They they have more footage of him and his arrests and and well, it was probably a reality show, right? Yeah. What what were they expecting? I um, uh, some glorious joy, joy insight. Obviously, I mean on how to capture Phoenix. Uh, you know, they they thaw the guy out, and they uh, you know because they're they're not equipped. They thaw the guy out, and then they completely dismiss any of his suggestions. This sure. guy is going to go for uh, weapons. No, he's not. 
Yeah, there's no He's weapons not, in the city. No, there's no weapon. Where do you keep your weapons? We don't have weapons. Well, what about that museum? Oh, that museum? Oh, no, don't worry about that museum. We've taken the bullets and we separated them from the guns. Oh, really? Where'd you put the bullets? They're on the floor right next to it. <laughs> yeah, they're in the same exhibit. <laughs> yeah, same exhibit. But, but we not, got we took. But they're not, they're not in, in the guns. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're therefore they're safe. Right. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's one of the dumbest things I think I've, I, I saw in the movie was, oh, we're going to keep ancient ammunition with the ancient weapons in this y- you know, museum display. Which live which really ammunition. Makes, yes. Okay, so live, whether it's live or whatever, that that's fine. But if I'm not mistaken, even, even back in the 90s, most museums, when they had firearms, they filled the barrel. Right, yeah, they were non-functioning. Yeah, so just out of nowhere, appar- apparently, apparently, as as time goes on, we get dumber. <laughs> yeah, mm. I think that goes without saying. <laughs> yes, yeah, but no, I mean the, the Stallone's character has basically the same motivations as Snipes, and that's you know, stop at nothing to capture. Simon Phoenix. Mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you know, the collateral damage and the... As long as he gets his bad guy. Yeah, the destruction that you wreak on your way towards capturing the bad guy, you just capture the bad guy. I mean, that's his total <laughs> motivation. He asked about his wife and daughter... Once. When he... Yeah, once. When he first got unthawed, they mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. well, uh, we don't really have information on that. And he dropped it. He didn't ask about him again. I mm-hmm. think he mentioned his daughter one more time in the movie, mm-hmm. kind of in passing. Like, eh, I'm not really going to look her up because, eh, whatever. And he got over his wife real quick because uh, he was all ready to jump all over Sandra Bullock's character, like, you know, 15 minutes into the movie. Well, you know, it'd been 30-some-odd years since he'd have had uh, had any. Well, but not yeah. according. He was frozen. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. Your body still has those urges, you know? Right. Oh, man. Love- now, let's talk about the nightmare that is of getting frozen. Mm. So they put you in a giant Petri dish and fill it full of KY jelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And drown yep. you in said drown KY you. jelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They wait until you. you're good. No, 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 they don't even freeze you. They, they wait until you're good and drown, uh, starting to drown. Then they decide, oh, shit, maybe we should go get the freezing agent. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't have it ready to go where it's push button, boom, it drops in. No, it's, oh, oh, are you about to die now? Okay, okay, we'll let's go, go get that thing now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In and, and, and a very inefficient manner. You know, don't, you know, don't use like a tube. Or even a square, you know, where you can stack them deep and sell them cheap. No, no, we need to have these big circular things. Yeah, we need cylinders. Cylinders, yeah, and and everybody's got to have their own station. So what do you do when the floor finishes up? I ah, just build another layer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I guess I guess uh, space wasn't a com- uh, an issue back in. Whenever this was nineteen ninety six. Well, no, no, I meant like like when they first built that building. What was it nineteen? Because it was in the future. It wasn't ninety six. Well, no, they they froze was, him in ninety six. Was it ninety six? I thought they were insinuating that it was a few years prior or bef- after that. 
Well, okay. Like so as maybe far as like the let's, yeah, let's well, say that he exhausted all his appeals and yeah, it was frozen in ninety eight. Well, no, well, no. I was saying that. So the the movie starts in nineteen ninety six. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought I was thinking it was started more in the future a little bit. No, you, no, no. Because you know, it came out in ninety six. So I was thinking. Uh, it might have. Oh no, it came out in '93. Yeah, it came out that's, in '93. They portrayed there, it in '96. That's that's okay. That's I was I had my dates confused. Yeah, yeah. I was I thought it came out in '96, and then so and they were thinking it was like a few years past that. It came out in '93. Okay. Derp. Yeah, you just had your base date wrong. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the only other character in the movie that actually you know, had depth. And when I say depth, don't, it's, it's not real deep. It's pretty shallow. Uh, was Leary's character. Oh, what was his character's name? Uh, uh friendly, uh, friendly, Edgar, Edgar friendly. friendly. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yep. Was Edgar friendly. And I really, really could have used more of that character. I really wish they had focused a little more on that character because it was interesting. He was mm-hmm, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was he was everything every other character in this movie wasn't. Huxley had yeah. a little bit more depth to her. Uh, she had a, a little more character progression. They kind of showed her motivations and interests. But, uh, yeah, I think Leary's character was probably, and I don't even want to say really fleshed out, but he was he was more than one-dimensional. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Stallone and uh, Snipes' characters, Phoenix and mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, Phoenix, and Spartan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and I think I think though they could have yeah they could have done more with him. They could have done less with his ranting. I think, but that's well, leery. but that's that's a leery thing. I mean, they they yeah, probably a, brought a, him in on the movie specifically for that. Yeah, and especially back in the in the mid '90s, I mean, that was his whole shtick. Yeah, there were commercials that he did um, based upon you know his his ranting, and that came, I'm pretty sure, from his stand up career. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely you definitely went to the movie expecting to see uh, a leery rant, mm-hmm. leery commentary. Yeah. But yeah, so, I think so- uh, I think that. I think the characters were were pretty shallow in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I did think that this movie did really well was the set design. Uh, I think the the setting that they put it in, the set design was really good. Um, it looked futuristic, but not you know shiny, super polished futuristic. I mean, right. even though it was kind of a, a shiny utopian uh, paradise, kind of a uh, I guess a utopian trope. You could still see some some rough edges here and there. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't over the top uh, shiny. No, no. Um, and the graphics and the technologies that they kind of portrayed uh, from the future are things that will probably be around in twenty thirty two, and in not exactly well, the same. Yeah, pretty close. The uh, their their iPads were a little gaudy. Well, heck yeah. Their <laughs> iPads were a little gaudy. Their their monitors were a little thick. I mean, this was before the mm-hmm. the time of LCDs. But um I don't think they were far off. They had automated cars. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by 2032, I wouldn't be surprised if we have quite a few automated cars on the road. I mean, we've got some right, some uh, large test beds in, in Phoenix, and I think there's one in Philadelphia, uh, some large companies that are testing uh, automated cars. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, something very similar to what was depicted in, in this movie. So I think uh, I think some of the future technologies that this movie portrayed and um, the way that those technologies were implemented was actually really forward thinking. Yeah, I think the I think the t- technology was was pretty nice for for forward thinking as it is. Um, I, I kind of wish that car was available now. Those were actually was, GM concept cars. That they GM they were, yeah, 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 yeah. I just uh, uh, it was a full carbon body car or something like that. Yeah, so apparently did like what seventy five miles to the gallon or something like that. Some ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm not for back even back then in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> so according to Wikipedia, holder of all knowledge. Oh, Wikipedia. <laughs> General Motors provided uh, the production team uh, with 18 concept vehicles, including the Ultralight. Uh, There were more than 20 fiberglass replicas of that made. uh, And they were portraying the civilian and the San Angelo, uh, San Angeles, San Angelo, whatever, the the SAPD patrol vehicles. Mm -hmm. Yep. So the Ultralight was a low emission concept car. Um, the goal was to make a four-passenger car capable of 100 miles per gallon. That, yeah, uh, yeah, it was rated at 88, but yeah. it could achieve 100 miles per gallon at a steady cruising speed of 50 miles per hour. Hmm. So yeah, it was a carbon fiber shell, had gold three, doors, three-cylinder, three-cylinder engine. Yep. Yeah, that's. Pro- you know, I'm surprised it didn't sound. It's a two-stroke, so yeah. I'm surprised it didn't sound like a lawnmower or a, <laughs> a weed, weed eater. eater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it was quick though. For uh, 1992, it could go from zero to sixty in less than eight seconds. Yeah, that's pretty quick. That's uh, that's that's on par with Tesla right there. Yeah. That little three-cylinder two-stroke engine produced 111 horse. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Gave it a speed of 135 miles possible. Jeez. The thing weighed less than 1,400 pounds. It was probably, you know, $500,000 to make the damn thing. But Yeah, probably. So what else do you think of the set? The set? um, You know, it was all right. It was all right? It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I agree with you, what you said. You know, it wasn't like god-awful... you know, pristine and and that kind of deal. You know, it had a little bit of a little bit of character to it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't sterile. Um, Especially when they tried to graffiti it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a little. Um, that was, was cool. A little, <laughs> a little graffiti pop up thing, and then it automatically cleaned itself. So music oh, passwords music. Oh, passwords. There wasn't any, so yeah, there passwords. wasn't any music in this movie. Yeah, the passwords in this <laughs> the passwords in this movie were stupid. So uh-huh. the, the the password you remember the password that, that released him at the beginning? Popcorn? Popcorn? No, it wasn't popcorn. No. Uh no, I don't remember. It was teddy bear. 
Oh yeah, teddy bear. Who the that's fuck right, makes their right. password on shackles on a psychopath teddy bear? Mm, Why would you have that kind of fucking password uh, anyway? Uh, San Angelonians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. dumb. And then whenever he hacks into uh, whatever central database that he was hacking into, uh, lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. It was all, it was all sevens. That was the password to the central database of uh, whatever whatever controls the city, basically. Yeah, all sevens. That was real, Sevens. real fucking secure. So, so basically, the future is like it is today, which is absolutely mm-hmm. plausible. So, we're idiots. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Phoenix music. is a well. I was going to say, you know, you know, we're talking about the password. I, I really enjoyed Phoenix's. Uh, uh, what would you call that? Uh, sweet tooth that he had you know he made eyeball popsicle sticks <laughs> yeah lollipops eyeball lollipops <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's one way to bypass the uh, biometrics well you know i i halfway expected him just just because of the movie i halfway expected them to make him pop that in his mouth because he's a freaking psycho <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be totally outside of his character, yeah. No, I kind of, I was like, oh, does he do this? I can't remember. Nope, okay. Yeah, that wouldn't be surprising at all. But now, music. Do you remember the music music in this movie? Uh, Vaguely. Yeah, I don't at all. Yeah, there wasn't really much. I can't remember any of the music in this movie. Which, it's, I mean, I guess isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, the music didn't no. annoy the piss out of me. Yeah, but it wasn't like, ooh, that's a pretty good song. Yeah, it wasn't like Star Wars level, oh my God, I need to get, I need to get this soundtrack kind of music either. Yeah, or, or, or any, or like, hey, I like that song. You know, that, that's, you know, hey, I like that song on the radio type of deal. Right, you know? right. It, it was, there was nothing. Yeah, there was, there was nothing. I, I thought... I thought maybe you saw something I didn't, and I was concerned that <laughs> no. I wasn't living up to your expectations here. No. Demolition Man, I, I thought we were watching Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, so no music. So, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say no music, no actual real police work was done in the future. No. Um, they sit around eating donuts and having joy joy feelings. Pretty much. Great, great. Yeah, I was really hoping they would do something more with Benjamin Bratt's character other than make him like some kind of weird, overgrown 12-year-old. Well, you know, now he's uh, he is raging against society because he put on a new jacket. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Knock on the head and all of a sudden he's wearing leather. I mean, and- I really wish they would have spent more time with, you know, the rebel faction that were let, lived underground. They seemed a lot more interesting than what was happening above. And I really yeah. would have liked to have seen more of the interaction between, you know, the people above ground and the people below ground. Other than other than them um, stealing food? Yeah, other than Taco them Bell. popping up every once in a while stealing food or them popping up one of those auto graffiti splur- sprayers. That nobody notices. Yeah, nobody. Nobody looks down at the ground and sees this big tube sticking up out of the ground, painting all over shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and they kind of mentioned that with the whole, uh, when they got to the to the uh, museum, you know. What, what are you doing? Oh, I thought I saw something. What? 
Yeah. I mean, you it's... Know, you know, Spart- Spartan saw it pop up and nobody else was paying attention to it. And the main bad guy in this movie, he was just about as much of a cardboard cutout as, as every other character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He was basically, I mean, what was his motivation to give Simon's Phoenix the amount of, I guess, martial training and leeway that he gave him and then uh, and then thawed him out? What was it? I know that he was trying to get society, I guess, more docile. I'd. I wasn't sure what in the hell he was striving to do because, I mean... He was trying to kill Edgar Friendly. Yeah, I know he was trying to kill Edgar Friendly, but to what end? Uh, Because he was uh, opposing him, maybe? But he was a a minor inconvenience at the most. They would pop up, they would grab food, they would go down. They would spray graffiti that two seconds later was auto-cleaned by the buildings. I mean, what was what was his major fucking burr underneath his blanket for Edgar Friendly? Was it just this, I can't control him, so I want to kill him type thing? Because I didn't get that at all from the character. This is all I'm, shit that I'm trying to figure out after the fact. This was not explained in the movie. I'm thinking, I'm thinking he was just upset because the guy didn't... Uh, didn't embrace Asian influences like he did. <laughs> yeah, the dude loved Asian influences. I've never <laughs> yes, seen so did. many goddamn kimonos in my life. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had a kimono for every occasion. Which was yeah. odd because I don't even really remember seeing anybody of Asian descent in the fucking movie. Mm, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, they were all white except for the token black guy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah, this every, every, the only guy with color in the movie? Well, I mean no. Benjamin Bratt. Well, no, I was also thinking of uh, oh, that's right, uh, the that's old right, guy. that's right, the yeah, old yeah. guy, the old guy, the whole yeah. helicopter pilot. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he, he's he's really the only, and you really I mean, can't really he was only call in the movie Benjamin for Bratt like two of, minutes. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, you know, they had to have the token black guy in their police precinct. Everybody else was white. Benjamin Bratt, you might as well say white. I mean, the the way he was acting, he was he was as whitewashed as they come. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, I like. Yeah, he he glue. just acted like an overgrown twelve year old. It was kind of yep. creepy in in some mm-hmm. of the ways he acted. It was it was weird. Mm-hmm. It was very off putting. Uh, they me- they mentioned uh, President Schwarzenegger. Yes, yes. So President Schwarzenegger. The 61st Amendment that allowed that to happen. Yep, yep, yep. Which is funny because he became governor of California like a a little while after this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like they were actually in the future. They saw the future. And violence apparently makes Huxley really horny. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It makes it makes her so horny that she wants to match his meat and lick his ass. <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. And then he wants to go blow this guy. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. Her her if mis, that is her misquotes of of uh, cliches was one of the most charming things about this movie. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Or she was just that horny. She, I think I think she really th- knew what the cliches were, and she was just trying to. That that was her way of uh, seducing Spartan. Hell yeah! Hell throwing yeah. throwing loosely veiled innuendo out there. Heck yeah! <laughs> you know it. You know it. Uh, so, what do you think a rat burger tastes like? Mmm, not bad. You don't think it's bad? No, nah, apparently Spartan loved it. <laughs> yeah. If it's good enough for Spartan, it's good enough for me. Well, he downed it pretty quick and then sucked down a beer afterwards. So I'm not that's, sure it was great. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> was it a cold beer or a warm beer? I don't know. I don't know. I doubt uh, they have a lot of refrigeration down underneath mm, there. But they do have a lot of beer. They do have a ton of beer. And apparently rat burgers. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you they do like rat on a stick, kind of like chicken on a stick. <laughs> I bet you they got like rat on a stick, rat burgers, probably rat etouffee. Rat etouffee. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 look at that. Somebody's punny. <laughs> Um, I love that uh, he knitted a makeup sweater. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When, when you've pissed off a woman, the best thing you can do is knit a sweater. Knit a sweater. Overnight. But, yeah, uh, dude, dude, he is talented. He didn't even let that wrong phone call booby shot uh, distract him. <laughs> I know. He was, <laughs> he was in the middle of... Uh, Getting all his yarn set up yeah, for knitting a sweater, and there were boobs. Yep. Which you kind of wonder because they kind of outlawed sex. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. physical? No, no, they didn't outlaw sex. They outlawed the swapping of fluids. Right. The physical contact portion. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They still have sex. So I guess maybe the the boob thing was wasn't illegal. I thought that might have been kind of you know, a little too risky. A little a little illegal with the with the yeah. video phoning on the boobs and. Well, you would think you would think they're not allowed to cuss. What makes you think they're allowed to show boobies? Right, exactly. I mean, I would I figured somebody would get the the call on their video phone and whoever is uh, flashing the boobs and whoever's receiving the boobs are going to start getting those tickets coming out the wall. Yep. So, so another oh, one other thing that I had, not one other thing, but another thing that I had, uh, you know, we kind of glazed over, we glazed over the museum, um, uh, you know, kind of went past the museum uh, uh, scenes. Uh, the one, th- th- there was two things that really threw me off there. One, they have the they have the excavated uh, section of Los Angeles, right? Uh huh. That they fall into. So they fall into that. Right. Phoenix is shooting his futuristic gun or what have you. Yeah, that basically that rail driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blows the top off of an an old, an old, because that was excavated, an old fire hydrant that right. still has <laughs> pressure to it. Pressure. <laughs> Why? No, no. Why does it have pressure? 
Uh, all right, so that's the one thing. Okay, great, great. So now we got pressure. So we got futuristic railgun versus stun baton, right? Uh huh. Stun baton. So we take that stun baton, we put it in the water. It throws enough juice into the water to blow Simon off of his feet at least 10 feet in the air. I know. Yeah. Lands on a car. Simon was standing in the water that he shoved that baton in, yes. Yeah. Launches him into the air at least 10 feet, lands on a car, and the guy's not knocked out. He's not killed. He's not even, like, smoking, like, from, like... (laughs) electricity going through him. Right. He just he just gets right back up and, you know, ooh, insert one liner here. Oh, I know. I know. You this know, movie was ridiculous. I mean it's just <laughs> they both fell like fifteen feet down into this this uh-huh. underground cavern that yeah, was a yeah, museum yeah. exhibit from like this large earthquake that happened back in what'd they say, two thousand ten? Two thousand ten. The earthquake the big earthquake of two thousand ten. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they didn't sprain an ankle or uh, no. I mean, this is you know, classic action. They could have dropped yeah. from a a thousand feet and probably stood well, right up. You know, I, mean, I, John, I totally John Spartan totally, got split in two whenever he jumped from the helicopter. And he I was, know that's and that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if he can survive the helicopter jump, obviously he can survive a measly fifteen feet. He's got good core. <laughs> it's all in the core. <laughs> it's, it's all, all in, the core. in the core. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, well, I think that's all I got. You ready for some uh, awards? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a few awards. You got a few? I yeah, hope you like have four. four. Yeah, I've got four. I do yeah. too. Yeah. So <laughs> let's. Uh, hey, let's throw it. Let's throw a curveball. Let's start at the bottom of the list and work our way up. <laughs> you want to start at the purple hippo? Yeah, let's do the purple hippo first. All right, you know, man. red red's not here. Let's, let's just throw caution, caution to the wind. To the wind. All right, yeah, purple hippo. Who's got it, dude? My purple hippo goes to the citizens of San Angeles or whatever <laughs> the fuck it is. It goes to those citizens and how they decide to have sex in 2032. Because damn, is that not a head trip? Yeah, that's it's pretty messed up. That is weird as hell. So my purple hippo is is related. Mine actually goes to John Spartan for his encounter with the sexual mind meld mm-hmm. and the very very LSD trippy hallucinations that he saw while he was um, virtually banging Sandra Bullock's character Huxley. Yeah, yeah, that is a little weird. <laughs> which relates to my player award, which Ooh. goes to Huxley. Yes, for her basically just uh, you know taking this guy who's been on ice for thirty years and saying, "Hey, you want to have sex?" I mean, mm-hmm. she didn't hesitate. She didn't beat around the bush. It was just they had uh, they'd come through a very violent exchange. Their their first mm-hmm. run in with Simon Phoenix. And she mm-hmm. uh, she basically said, you know, violence turns me on, makes me uh, makes me hunger for some loving, and Let's do uh, it. you you want to have sex? And mm-hmm. John Spartan was all there. He was like, Heck yeah! I mean, Heck. he was smelling his breath. He uh, he took off the outer cloak of his kimono, 
and mm-hmm. uh, sat down on the couch, and he was all ready to start exchanging some bodily fluids. And then uh, Sandra Bullock comes out with a couple of headgear, and uh, yeah, that's they they decided they go to, to uh, it. have some virtual sex. Mm-hmm. So she's got my player. Which yeah, which also just proves the fact that uh, uh, even with headgear, men are only good for about thirty seconds. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't take them long. It does, doesn't matter if it's if it's physical or virtual. We're only good for thirty seconds. Yeah. So my player, same thing. Huxley for propositioning Spartan. Um, immediately after, uh, I mean, hell, dinner, some violence, sex, natural progression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. who among us wouldn't have wouldn't have done that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, you know what I think it is? Uh, I don't think it's so much the violence. I think it's maybe just some way to get that Taco Bell going through your system a little bit faster. <laughs> you know, flush, flush that, flush those uh, impurities out of your system. Yeah. Get that stuff out of there. Ooh. Yeah. Yummy. Because you know it wasn't the Taco Bell that, that made them get it on. No. Because no, after anything, I eat was... Taco Bell, the last thing I'm thinking of is sex. <laughs> You're thinking toilet. <laughs> or coma. Or coma. Well, damn, how much Taco Bell do you eat? It doesn't take much. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. Who's got your head lush? Head lush. Um, so my head lush went to the good old society of Morlocks down below <laughs> because they might be starving, but they got beer. Yep, that's a good one. They got lots of beer. They had, I mean, there was even a sign for Bud Light there, you know. So uh, John Spartan's getting a double award this episode. He's got my head lush for sucking down that beer fast enough uh, to uh, to qualify for the head lush award to get that rat burger taste out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if he was... I don't know if he was doing anything, any favors with that beer, though. It looked like it was warm. <laughs> well, warm beer isn't the worst thing in the world, depending upon the, the beer. But I don't know. I kind of wonder how good the beer down in Morlock City actually is. I mean, I guess it's good enough to wash down a rat burger. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Good enough for a rat burger. And my black lung... I think we both have the same one. Do you? Uh, I just, I've got this feeling. Well, my black lung is going to go to 1996 Los Angeles because at the beginning of the film, at the beginning of the film, they pan over Los Angeles. The Hollywood sign is on fire. It's on fire, yeah. And Los Angeles is basically just smoking rubble. I got you. I didn't think about that one. I didn't. I I went a little bit different. I I went with Dr. Raymond Cattow or Cocktail or Cockhead <laughs> or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, when he gets tossed into yes. the fireplace as a Yule log. Yes, that is an uh, excellent. excellent now, grant, smoking. granted, he was already dead, so I don't know if smoke was getting into his lungs, but he was pretty ashy by the time. Yeah, uh, he was Spartan. Found him. <laughs> he was definitely. He definitely had black lungs. Yes, yeah, yeah. It might have been more from the outside in than the right, inside out, right. but hey, it, it was there. It was there. <laughs> All right. Well, Fun times. Any other final thoughts before we leave here? 
No, I I think that's it. Do, uh, do we need to do a uh, do we need to do a uh, uh, a number? Uh no. So um, I think uh, I think it's going to be guest choice until Red gets back. Oh, oh, well, that's nice of you. I know. I'm I'm very okay. magnanimous in my in my. All right. Guest Excellent. Excellent. So I've looked over your stuff then. Okay. Uh, because you gave you gave me guest choice for demolition, man. I did. So I was lo- yeah. So I was looking over your stuff. So I wanted to do um, Firefly or Serenity, but you you nixed that nixed because it. that's that's what you guys are working on uh, soon. Right. Um, I thought about doing Starship Troopers, um, but uh, have you read the I don't book? Know. I haven't read the book, oh. and I knew it was based off books. And you know, every time we do something based off of, uh, well, not every time. The last movie we did based off of a book, I got all into it. Um, I didn't want to let you guys down, so I'll I'll start reading the books. So when the, I have the, time. the book is really good. Now the the movie isn't entirely based on the book, um, yeah, because well, for reasons that we'll get in once we once we review Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I will read Starship Troopers when you start reading um, the Expanse. Well, either the, either the Martian or the Expanse. <laughs> well, we've already take your done, pick. Man. We've already done the Martian, so I should probably oh, start yeah. reading the Expanse. You should. You've got like six books to get <laughs> oh, caught up no. on. Yeah, yeah. So um, I decided uh, I, I didn't want to do that one. So I think I think we should do. Um, let's do Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty nice. That it is got, a pretty good it, one. It's got I'm, Emily Blunt and uh, Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, I know. I know your your infatuation with Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so that's kind of what I was saying. I was thinking of that one, or maybe even uh, Oblivion. Uh, that was another Tom Cruise one. Um, I wanted to torture you. Um, Oblivion is that the Oblivion. one where he has that weird spherical ship? Yes, he's on he's on Earth or whatever, and he's yeah. I like, haven't seen that yeah. one. You've never seen that In one. In fact, I don't even think that's on the list. Is it not on the list? I, I thought is. I saw that. It maybe, might be. Maybe I thought. But I don't remember putting it on there. Okay, that, that if it's not on there, you should add it. Um, I thought I saw it, but I. Well, I'll double check. Yeah, I'm, I might have been looking at something else. Uh, but let's go with Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow um, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be good. All right. So next so. week we'll do uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. I'm Jason. And let's take this podcast and shovel it. (laughs) I'm Rob. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.